Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying a management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Now, we've been defining the highest condition or operating state there is, power, and we're going to have to do a few episodes on this. There's a few definitions, and I think each one is worthy of its own episode. And very soon, we'll be presenting the formulas from Mr. Hubbard on how to handle this condition properly so that your sphere of influence, your power, expand and expand both for you personally and for your group. I say this because you will soon discover that there are two formulas for power, one for the individual and one for the group, and we will be covering both of them. But it's almost like teaching a kid all about guns, how they work, what the safety precautions and features are, and what the rules are in handling them and so on, before you actually give them one. I want to make sure you thoroughly understand the condition of power before you engage in the formula so it doesn't backfire on you. Now, I'm going to give you some data about power that you may not have heard before. I don't think we've ever covered this before or mentioned it in earlier episodes. But understanding this is critical to your success. Mr. Hubbard sometimes makes reference to, quote, aligned vectors, end quote. A vector, just its definition, is something which has both a direction and quantity. For example, force would be a vector, as it has a direction and an amount, but mass is not a vector, as it has no direction. It only has mass. So you can use this literally or figuratively. So aligned vectors would, of course, be aligned force. Aligned being lining up, right? Coordinate. And you can think that, and you can probably think with the idea that aligned force would equal power. Think of a light bulb. It disperses energy, force, all over the place. And that's a good thing if you want to light a room. But if you align all those vectors or forces, you get a piercing stream of energy, which is called a laser, that can cut through almost anything. Same thing with people. One of the important elements of organization is that you are aligning vectors. Tell a mob to build a bridge or something, and you don't organize them, well... I wouldn't trust that bridge to support me crossing a canyon, I can tell you that. But there'll be lots and lots of energy expended. Watch that mob go to work. The difference between the mob and the organized group is the alignment of energy or force. The alignment, in other words, of vectors. You see this in a sports team. A well-organized, disciplined team that works together, coordinated fashion, they're aligning their vectors know how to play off of each other and then make up for each other's strengths and weaknesses and so on. An organized team, aligned vectors, can beat a team of superstars that are not aligned. So you can see examples of this all over the place. Uh, Mr. Hubbard once used the term in this context, quote, it takes the aligned vectors of all men to lick the physical universe. This from a lecture of the 6th of March, 1952. Very appropriate quote for today's circumstances, I would say. It takes the aligned vectors of all men to lick the physical universe. 
that's probably where we should be aligning our vectors, don't you think? Rather than aligning vectors against each other in man, let's align them towards conquering the physical universe. He also gives this very important datum from an article of 3 September 1982. Quote, when all strengths and forces are aligned into a single thrust, a tremendous amount of power can be developed. End quote. So here's where your alignment of vectors and the development of power come together. To attain power, and very importantly, to maintain power, there must be an alignment of vectors. And this actually means aligning the dynamics of one's life. Now, we've covered the dynamics before, but as a review, a dynamic is, taken from Mr. Hubbard's works, quote, a surge of energy within us which is seeking to promote the survival of something, an urge, a thrust, a motion toward survival. The basic command, this is a continuation of the quote, the basic command, survive, is known as the survival dynamic. So we all have this. Every living thing has this. You know, the urge, the dynamic to survive, that we're responding to that basic command it gets us to get up out of bed and go to work every day. It gets us to go to the grocery store and get food for our families and you know, taking care of each other and taking care of ourselves. These are all actions we do motivated by a dynamic or an urge to do what? To survive, to survive better. So just to repeat that, he says, the basic command survive is known as the survival dynamic. To continue what he says here, if we take a look at this dynamic through a magnifying glass, we find that in this one thrust, there are eight thrusts or eight dynamics. These are motives or motivations. They are urges for survival as or through, number one, self. Now, we do things to help ourselves survive better. We go to the gym. We try to eat healthy. We take care of ourselves uh, mentally hopefully, and so on. That's number one, self. Two, sex and family. Many of us have a very strong urge in that direction to raise a good family and make sure everyone is surviving well. And sometimes we even sacrifice our first dynamic, ourselves, to make sure that our family is doing well. That's not uncommon. Number three, groups. And there's your company, your organization, your business, your social betterment club, whatever it might be that you're involved in. Number four, all mankind. Yeah, believe it or not, all of us have within us an urge to survive not only for ourselves, but for all of humanity. Look at how distraught you might be. These terrible wars that are going on uh, in Europe and in the Middle East and so forth, that's impinging on our fourth dynamic, our urge to survive as mankind. Five, living things, plants and animals. You see... Some people with very strong fifth dynamic, they always have plants you know, growing around them and take their like magic with animals and pets and so on. Six, a physical universe. Yeah, some people, they, they put a lot of create into the sixth dynamic. They're building structures, the bridge I mentioned, uh, buildings, and they are always working with, they have a tremendous confront and ability to work with the physical universe and create with it and so on. Strong sixth dynamic. Seven, spirits. Yeah, you are a spiritual being. Most of you may be aware of that. Some of you may not be, but you are. Anything that will enhance you spiritually enhances 
Well, it's of value to you. And for some, it's very valuable and important, and for others, less so, but it's an urge that exists within all of us. And finally, eight, infinity or the supreme being, end quote, allness of all. Abiding faith in a supreme being is very strengthening, observably so, with individuals. And a loss of that connection with the eighth dynamic, you can witness tremendous decay in an individual and also in society. So that's your eighth dynamic. So there's your definition very quickly of the dynamics. So the question becomes, when one understands this, if we all have these thrusts or dynamics within us, can one attain power on only one dynamic or must one seek to attain power on all of them? So let's take a look at this next datum, very important datum from Mr. Hubbard, and this from a lecture 13 May 1959. He says the following, quote, When you start bringing order on the first dynamic and fail to bring order on the third, you're in trouble. Because for sure, the third is going to flash back at the first. Therefore, whether you like it or not, Your forward pressure is as social as it is individual. And if you fail to answer up on the third dynamic and fail to straighten things out administratively, organizationally, and take that responsibility too, you don't get anything done on the first dynamic because these dynamics have a habit of interlocking and backflashing and upsetting everything. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, I would say this is quite observably true. Would you not say the same? Look around. I mean, how many times have we observed an individual clearly go into power on their career? An artist, a musician, an actor. And then strangely destroy themselves in some manner or another through drugs or alcohol or They have disrupted families, and what's happening here? This guy has attained, or this girl has attained a high level of power in their career, first dynamically. They have everything. They have the looks, they have the talent, they have the money, they have the fame, they have the the adulation of millions, and yet they end up destroying their own lives. Well, this is, of course, a macrocosmic, but, you know, take a look at it, it's very, very visible, and it's very, very clear that a person cannot only go into power on one dynamic and not expect other dynamics to impinge and influence that power sooner or later. Because, as Mr. Hubbard says, these dynamics have a habit of interlocking and backflashing and upsetting everything. You know, you have a, a gentleman, has a terrific business, doing a a great service by his customers, clients, patients, what have you, but starts to have an affair with one of his employees, or doesn't even have to be one of his employees. You know, someone outside the business, uh, they start having an affair, maybe with a customer or something like that. How long before he wrecks everything, including his family, including his business, including himself? Next thing you know, you got to pull him out of the bar, you know, Where's Joe? I don't know. Probably getting smashed down the street. You know, go down there and rescue your friend. What happened to that guy? 
Well, he violated the power condition, that's for sure, and and we will go into the formula uh, in a later episode. We are going to touch on it, by the way, in this episode. But what he is failing to do here is to assess and align all vectors. These dynamics are vectors. And so if you're only focused, you know, I love these guys. I don't know where this comes from. I can probably imagine where it comes from. But nonetheless, in light of everything that we're just talking about, you can see how ridiculous this is when somebody tells you, well, I'm just working on my first dynamic right now. How does that make sense to anybody? Like, yeah, my kids can all just go play in the traffic. You know, I'm just working on my first dynamic. That's not going to work. It's never worked and it's not going to work. You know, now, on the other hand, what about the guy who works his guts out for his family, for his organization, doesn't properly eat and he's smoking like a chimney, you know, doesn't take the time to work out or take care of himself spiritually in any way or, you know, what's going to happen to that guy and what's going to happen to his business and his family sooner or later? See, so all these dynamics have to line up. You have to align these vectors, in other words. So when we're coming now to this final incredible condition called power, and we are going to, you know, many of you actually, if you've been following these episodes, have probably attained uh, a condition of power on one or more dynamics. If you've been following your formulas and doing them and understanding them well and executing them properly, you should by now, if you've been following our 25, 26 episodes and so on, you should be approaching power. Uh, and if you're not, that's okay. Just, you know, review them, do your formula, find out the affluence attainment, by the way, a very good episode to review. But what is Mr. Hubbard going to tell you there? He's going to tell you to apply the formula, the condition you're in, amongst other things. But bottom line is, a lot of you are getting into that condition now, or should be. And I thought I would take this opportunity to get you to look at the other dynamics as well that you may not be applying your formulas as strenuously towards because they all influence you and they all influence each other. You know, there is not a man or woman who does not have a vested interest in the survival of the fourth dynamic mankind. No one. No one is excluded because we're all part of it. So to engage in one's third dynamic or first dynamic and say, yeah, I'll get to the fourth dynamic later, better hope there's a fourth dynamic later when you get to it. Because if you're not taking action to increase its survival concurrently along with and aligning vectors with your progress on your first and third and second dynamics, well, this is where we get the disasters such as a 9-11 or a war in the Ukraine or a war in the Middle East. This is a neglect of these dynamics on the part of individuals, and naturally, they will impact you. And the longer we leave this particular dynamic, I'm talking about the fourth now, the longer we leave this particular dynamic to others to handle the more liable we are to be impinged upon by that dynamic because it is your urge to survive. It is your thrust to to survival, and you must take responsibility for that as well. Not next week, by the way. Not next year, but concurrently with everything else. It's all about aligning 
vectors. Now, this ties in very neatly with the first step of the power formula. So, we're not going to cover the whole formula, but it does tie into the, the power formula. By the way, there are a couple more definitions of power that I want you to understand before I get into the formula thoroughly, but I do want to mention this first step because it's relevant to what we're talking about right now. So, step one of the power formula is, quote, one, don't disconnect. And he goes on to say, the first law of a condition of power is don't disconnect. That will bring about catastrophe for both you and anybody else, end quote. So, yeah, you know, you, you might think, well, you know, why would I disconnect? I'm in power. Why would I disconnect? You know, and when I first read this step from Mr. Hubbard, I was kind of thinking to myself, this is, I was, what, 18 years old, maybe 19 years old when I first read this. I was kind of like, ah, oh, come on, Ron. Why would anybody disconnect when they're in power? You know, why are you making this the first step? Are you kidding me? Holy cow. First thing anybody does when they get into power is try to, is to disconnect. It's insane. You know, I'm high and mighty now. So, you know, all my old friends that, you know, helped me get to where I am or my old mentors and so forth. Uh, I'm too big for those boys now and those girls now. And next thing you know, you know, it's like what happened to Joe? You know, he's, his, his head's gotten pretty big. Celebrity news. And uh, he's disconnected. And sometimes he disconnects from other dynamics. Like, well, you know, this uh, dutiful wife that helped me all the way along, you know, not quite as uh, gorgeous as she was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. I'm going to chase this skirt over here. You know, very interesting, uh, just, to, just as a point to make on this particular dynamic, the second dynamic, have, a, have an acquaintance who, very, very able, powerful individual, and could get a lot done, but just couldn't keep his eyes to himself, you know, with regards to other women and so forth, and generally would get into trouble and have problems with his wife and family and so on. And, you know, in helping to sort him out one day, there are, by the way, drills and exercises from Mr. Hubbard on how to align all these dynamics. You might be interested to know this. I'm, I might even do an episode on it someday, but it's it's called Conditions and Exchange by Dynamics is the name of the actual process. Some of you may be familiar with this. If you've never done it or you haven't done it recently and you, you feel it might be of value to you, I would recommend you connect with someone who is familiar with the procedure and do it. If you be referred to someone who can help you with that, you, you never heard of it before, you can write me at info at wiseeastus.org. Conditions and Exchange by Dynamics, very powerful, valuable exercise to do in attempting to get all your dynamics aligned and uh, attain power on all of them, right? But anyway, back to this individual. So uh, we were doing this procedure with him. I was actually doing the, the procedure with him. And uh, at one point, he looked up at me and obviously, like a bit stunned, you know, jaw on the table and all the rest. Oh, my God. I just realized that my second dynamic should be flowing power to my other dynamics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good for you, man. Now, you know, you acknowledge, you don't say, yeah, duh. I mean, that's not how you conduct the procedure, by the way. You're not supposed to be evaluative or invalidative in executing this procedure. But 
it was kind of amusing because this person clearly up till then, and, and this is what he said, he says, I've always viewed the second dynamic as a distraction to my first and third dynamic, you know, like he couldn't even have the concept that the second dynamic is supposed to align with the other dynamics. It was always this distraction for him. And consequently, he was always getting in trouble and always, you know, losing his grip on the third and fourth dynamic. He was quite actually devoted to the fourth dynamic as well and somewhat to the first, less so perhaps, but very strong on the third and fourth dynamic. But again, creating this disruption for himself by disconnecting from the second and not making sure he was also going up in conditions on the second dynamic concurrently with everything else that he was doing. And once he got all that sorted out, man, then that that individual's career just took off and consequently has a significant zone uh, of influence now and power and is able to make some very good things happen. So it's an important lesson to learn. Don't disconnect. Align your vectors. Move forward on all your dynamics. Move up the conditions on all your dynamics simultaneously, concurrently, or you will find that one or more of the others that are being neglected will drag you back down. Plenty, plenty of examples. I'm sure you can think of a few of your own or uh, those around you. You can now break it down, take a good look at it based on what the information from Mr. Hubbard that we covered in today's episode, right? Hope you uh, got something out of this one. I really felt it was important to cover this before we went into the power formula. There, there are, as I say, a couple more definitions of power I would like to cover with you before we get into the formula, but we're almost there. Thank you for hanging in with us. It's been a long series. There's been a time or two I've been tempted to just come off the series and talk about something else, but uh, we stuck to our guns. You now have a pretty good consecutive series of episodes on the conditions. Some of them, of course, are review episodes from earlier. You know, we've been doing this for now four years, so, and we have discussed some of these conditions and their formulas earlier, so some of these episodes are review episodes, but still, it's important that you follow them in sequence if you're using this as a study guide. It's very important that you study the materials that these episodes are based on. You know, listening to the episode is not a substitute for studying the material directly from Mr. Hubbard. Remember that. But of course, some of you, you may not have access to that material. And if you'd like to have access, again, you can write us info at wiseeastus.org. We will direct you to a place where you can avail yourself of some of the lectures that we reference here, some of the books that we reference here. But many of you, you have access to those and you should look them up. That's why we give you the dates and read all the stuff for yourself. But if these examples and so forth that we provide you and these definitions that we provide you in business-wise are helping you to get a deeper understanding, then we're very happy to hear that. In fact, we do hear that in your emails and your written comments. Please do keep them coming. Your wins are basically our pay for doing this. You'd be surprised what an impact they make when you write us and tell us what you have been able to do or accomplish or how it's helped you. And so do write us or leave a comment and give us a like, of course, if you liked what you learned. Again, that email is info at wiseeast, written out E-A-S-T-U-S dot org. All right, that does it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again next week.